Welcome back to another episode of Relatable Reality. My name is Lerato and thank you so much for tuning in. Before we can continue with the with this week's episode, I'd really just love to give a big thank you to everyone for your support and love. My my family, my friends, everything is just like your Yo, I can't even explain it, but thank you so much for your support. I see your comments, I see your likes, I see the the subscribers and the followers. Thank you so much. It really, really just means a lot to me. Um, and also happy new year, happy new year to everyone. Compliments to the new season. I hope everyone was able to cross over to the new year successfully. You know, have a feeling this year is gonna be great for all of us. We have to we have to manifest it, you know, we have to see it, we have to see the bigger picture. But yeah, um without wasting any more time, let's get into this week's episode. Uh and yeah, this week's episode is based on my personal life and some of the hardships I've faced in 2022, you know, one of them being retrenched unexpectedly yeah retrenched so i'm gonna give you guys a bit of a bit of context a bit of background um so that we can all understand and flow with the story so i started working officially in 2020 i was 23 years old by then worked at one of the biggest broadcasting companies called multi-choice group also known as DSTV, everyone has a decoder in their homes. Yeah. So I had a successful full year and four months working there. I'm not sure if I want to call it a, a learnership or an internship, but we were given an opportunity. So personally for me, it was a very tough and fast-paced environment. You know, dealing with customer queries like 24-7 was, it was tough. You know, it's not for everyone, but... Yeah, that's when I got a, a light bulb moment. I got an aha moment, you know, that this is not for me. This dealing with customers is definitely not for me. I was not about to argue with someone who who is yelling at me that we charged them an extra two rand on their compact package. You know, to me, that was it didn't make sense. Like, like, why would you yell? Like, why would you scream and shout that we charged you uh, 10 cents extra? You know, it didn't make sense to me. And with that logic, for me, I was I was that girl who, you know, if you came to me yelling and shouting that we charged you an extra two rand, I, in my mind, at the back of my mind, well, I don't think we're allowed to do it. You'd get in big trouble. To me, I would have opted to pay that two rand like out of my own pocket. You know, I didn't see the the need or fuss for someone else to to cry over two rand. But totally understand it. It's someone's hard and cash. You know, it's your it's your cash, so you're definitely allowed to to cry over it if you want to cry over it, right? So some people are good at customer service. I can give them that, but certainly not me. I was not that girl. I was, you know, I, no, not me. (laughs) Yeah. So we came in as a team of 14 and we were scattered amongst other existing teams. I met a girl called Uslindile who is still my friend to this day. 
we we both made it until the last day of the of the job and two other people so there was four of us remaining out of the 14 that came on board right um we made it we made it it was tough it was really not easy every day would complain to each other yo mina hey these customers you know but it was it was part of the job you know it was part of the job um the rest of the people we who came in with us resigned others furthered their studies and others fell into depression because of the environment we were faced with and please don't get me wrong there were people still are people who are very who very much thrive in that kind of fast-paced environment some just couldn't which is fair Right, so that ended, the multi-choice gig ended. My friend, Uslindile, secured another job while working at multi-choice and joined immediately after. So I was at home for about two or three months. Sorry, two or three months not working. Whilst Lee was working at a current job, she tells me, I got another job. And here I am thinking... This girl is is focused. She's a focused girl. You know, she she lands another job while within a job, you know. So she was always like working one step ahead or two steps ahead. Right. So she tells me that I got another job and where I am currently, they want a referral and I want to refer you. I'm thinking, what? Okay, cool. I'm game. I'll come for an interview. So I go for the interview. I smash the interview and I get the job on the spot. And then whilst Lee leaves and she she moves on to her new exciting job, right? Cool. So now I'm exposed to a whole new different world, a new company. And it's just the two of us in this new department. This is a small company compared to what DSTV is. Like this is a very small company, like on a scale, I'd say maybe 500, 500 to a thousand, if not 2000 max employees in that company. That's, that's very small, right? So in this company, our job is to help this business by reaching out internationally because their target market is was in North America, if I'm not mistaken, was in was in North America. So keep in mind that this that's this this department is new and we kinda have to prove ourselves and make it work. And indeed we do make it work, but through a lot of trial and error until we got it right, you know, we didn't know how to approach these people, how to approach these businesses. But eventually, you know, two heads are better than one and we nailed it and we were able to to make it work from there, you know? Right. So also keep in mind that as time goes by, the bosses expect to see their return on investment for the company to grow. And you see, that's why they hired us they they hired us for us to grow the company and that they can hire more people, <laughs> okay? So my colleague and I were literally the gateway to the company hiring more people through our successful meetings that we obtained, right? So without us, the company wouldn't be able to hire anyone, you know? They could, but 
we were the sales department. So it came, most deals came through us, right? Shop. So now things, hey, now things start getting shaky. And we start having endless meetings about the pressures the company and the bosses are facing from their bigger bosses. I Now I'm starting to realize, Uti, Maybe this means um siblings we are paler soon, you know, like gangan gangan. It starts it starts sinking in, you know. The it it was a feeling I couldn't shake off. It was really a feeling I couldn't shake off. But they kept dragging the whole thing. All right, now, you know how painful it is when you realize something is about to happen, but it's it's happening at a slow pace. It's like slow poison, you know? That's when you start being financially conscious and thinking about all the responsibilities you have at home and how you're the big sister and you're the role model, you know? You also start getting a small wake-up call that all of this can end by tomorrow. What's the plan then? What are you going to do if they decide sorry guys we can't we can't move forward now you're having all of these thoughts in your mind so now we're having more and more of these meetings and you start preparing yourself mentally and emotionally you you can hear these people talking but they're not saying the thing that they want to say you know they keep on you know missing corners now it's starting to 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 sink in slowly and then boom sorry guys we have we have to start retrenchment and we're starting with you too does your heart not sink of course it sinks because you've been you've been anticipating this and you've been seeing it but also in the corner at the back of your mind you you try and be hopeful and you're like maybe it's not going to be us maybe they're going to pass you know but it's not so it does because let me tell you what all of this comes with well at least what it what all of this 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 baggage well this whole dump did to me like what it came with you know it came with a lot of embarrassment it came with a lot of emotional imbalance it came with mental stress it came with a lot of questioning my self-worth it came with comparing myself with others especially my peers um feeling like you're a burden from those around you feeling like you're never doing enough or anything at all that's how i felt at the time and i was faced with that every single day knowing that now i won't be waking up every day and prepare to go to work you know so now i've been home for six months and what i went through is unexplainable is definitely unexplainable because you're dealing with it. Other people are just seeing it, but they can't really tell what's happening, especially if you're not talking or letting other people in. Depressive episodes, but you choose to be positive, and on some days, you you definitely do fall apart, unfortunately. I'm very, very lucky that I come from a very supportive family. As I mentioned in my first episode that originally I'm from Soweto, but currently wandering around. And by that, I meant I'm able to go to to my dad's place where it's the quiet burbs and you're able to think properly. And the only thing that's like disruptive are the birds. 
I'm sure you can hear them in the background as we speak, you know. That's the only noise that you have that you have to deal with, you know. Or I can choose to go to my granddad's place where there's a treadmill and you can you can keep fit, you know, and you can you can you can run and do all of that. And there's a tumble dryer where you don't have to ever hang your clothes outside, you know. And you can still feel safe and protected. Or I can choose to go to my pl- to my aunt's place where there's a huge blue pool which I've never swamped in before. I swim to word. Swim. Swim. Yeah, I've never attempted to, to swim before. And there's a lapa where you can relax and you can meditate if you will, you know. Or I can go to my cousin Naledi in Waterfall where you can visit her for a day and you can envision yourself living alone in your 20s with a beautiful apartment with no one bothering you, not even your parents, not even your parents because why? They would need a code to come inside. So if you don't have a code, you are not allowed in. (laughs) You can't, you can't enter the gates, you know? So I'm mentioning all of this because it's important to have an amazing, it's important to have um, an amazing supportive structure and most importantly, having the choice, even when things are falling apart in your life, you know, other people don't have that kind of privilege where they can easily move around and be taken care of knowing very well that you have nothing to contribute, you're not working, you know, so... Having that kind of like structure is very important in when you're dealing with such with such situations. And my point in all of this is that I've had to have tough conversations with myself and ask, who is Lerato like without a job? And I, at first I couldn't answer because I had attached my entire worth to a job, you know. I had anxiety when people ask, so what are you doing now? Because why? You feel seen when when your things are in order. And now my things were not in order, you know? It was just, yeah, just feeling worthless, like, all the time. And you know that thing in black families where they say, <laughs> where you don't have money, you, you can't contribute to anything. You can't have an idea. You can't even say anything because you don't have money. And instead, how we attach such things to money, you know, you, you can't, you can't be that uncle who wants to call the shots and you don't have money. It's impossible in black families, especially, you know, so it's difficult. It's difficult keeping up with all the bills and, and siblings that you left back at home and the Wi-Fi that they use that you pay for. I couldn't bring myself to canceling the Wi-Fi at home because the kid, the oh the kids, <laughs> the kids, the kids need it, you know, for schoolwork and entertainment. The relatable reality here is that the bills don't disappear. You know, they stay and they frustrate you. And the thing about retrenchment is that for me, for the longest time, I've always thought that retrenchment is linked or rather I related to older people. So people in your 40s, 50s are people who would get retrenched. Never in my life did I imagine that 
people in their 20s could get retrenched until I had to sit back and reflect and actually think that it's not you personally. It's not a personal attack on you, but it's all the logistics and all the finances and all the things that the company goes through. You know, maybe they couldn't pay their rent and they thought, "Mm, let's cut 10 of these people back, you know. And obviously... They are people as well, and they do think about these things. Oh, it's your, they, they are probably breadwinners at home, but now we have to cut their salaries and we have to let them go, definitely. So it was, it was, it was a big wake-up call for me, you know. That whole retrenchment thing, I was, I was really shocked. I was like, can they do that? Can they retrench me? I'm not that old yet. I'm still young, you know. So it was that kind of thinking until I got to understand that, no, Maybe the company is going through something and unfortunately I had to be that person that they let go of, you know. So definitely the bills do stay with you. They don't disappear just because you're retrenched doesn't mean that everything else disappears, you know. That Woolworths account that you opened when you when you got the new job, you know, to buy groceries in the middle of the month when things are looking bad which most definitely helped immensely so is now adding on to your stresses you know now it's part of your stress so when you see your peers going out every weekend to nice restaurants there is a bit of jealousy that eats you you know but but then again you remain you remain positive and and try not to look at things in that perspective but fortunately for me, I've always been like an introvert, introvert, you know, so I've never felt the pressure of going out every weekend or and all of those things. Fortunately, that's never been me. Right. So the thing about the thing about tying like your whole self-worth to a job is dangerous mentally. And I've had to experience that like at first hand, you know, there were no precautions around it. No one warned me about it, but you know, it's part of life. But what, what this teaches you is like a number of things and what it taught me. Number one, never rely solely like on your nine to five like that can never be your only bread and butter you can you just have to try and find something else you know number two it you have to plan ahead you have to move strategically i don't know how but move don't be stagnant learn other skills while you're on that job so that you know when that job ends you have something else you know number three for me would be never overworking yourself you know i felt like i worked so hard to get this company off the ground and the next thing you know you're the first person to be retrenched you know in the midst of all of that there lies your worth there lies your self-worth you know it's tied to this company because i've worked so hard how dare they you know so going forward you just need to make peace with whatever contributions you've made at that time for that company you don't need to be resentful and i was for the longest time you know but i've had to those are emotions that i had to work through it was not easy it was definitely not easy waking up in the (laughs) in the middle of the night and questioning yourself and thinking what could have been what could have happened you know it's definitely not easy and that's the 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 tying yourself to 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 a job that's what i mean by that you know so and some of my my audience might say 
Marusasemani, you're still young and you can start over. Yes, definitely, 100% you're correct. But at that time, it definitely crushes your soul when you've already projected your life and goals, you know, and things are, and things start going south, right? Because that's, that's not what you planned for. You did not imagine any of this for you. So um, what I also wanted to reiterate is that Things are not are currently not looking up for, for the youth of South Africa, right? We literally end up doing jobs that we don't even enjoy or are or are passionate about because of the state of our economy and how things are looking and how there's not much of a variety of things to choose from and just how things are trickling down literally in front of our like we're watching it trickle down. Everything is just like, you know? But, but also, let me just add, we, we are turning to other alternatives, like being like young entrepreneurs, even when you're not passionate about being an entrepreneur, but because it, it's what puts the, the bread on the table, you know, you'll go for that, for that career choice or for that route, you know, you'll choose to apply for that nursing position, even when you're not passionate about helping people and, you know, just being kind and, you know, all of that. But you're, you're applying because of the pressure that you are currently facing. There are no jobs and that's the only job that's open. So you'll definitely go for it. We join police forces in, even when we're not passionate about it because, hey, they pay 20K per month and you'll apply, right? Your life will get better from that 20K. But you're also not thinking about the fact that you're not really passionate about chasing criminals and bringing change in the society, you know. So those are the kind of like pros and cons we have to look at when we're like looking at jobs and, you know, you're desperately trying to get on to another job. But because of the situation that you're in, you know, you, you're not really afforded the time to think about those kinds of things. So... And it's not like us fundanga, you know, we're learned when and we have serious qualifications, you know, but sadly, our qualifications go out of the country in the supply of another country's demands. Currently, that's what's happening. Skills are living, are leaving the country. Skills are leaving the country. We're looking over broad, like abroad for, for jobs now, you know, locally, it's things are not happening, you know, so... Yeah, that's that's my story. That's what I wanted to share and some of the hardships that I really went through and that's just like like the tiniest part of it. I didn't mention like half of the other things that I went through, like the darkness of it, you know. But yeah, I just I'm really I'm I'm wondering and hoping what are other like 20-year-old twin people in the in in their 20s going through, you know, I can't be the only person going through this. And if I am, then definitely I'm the first one to share my story. But yeah, I don't know. That's just my two cents. And I can only hope things turn around and become better from here on for everyone. Our parents too, you know, they deserve that. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And so I 
I had an idea. Well, I always have ideas. I thought that I should end every episode with like a philosophy that resonates with me at the time. You know, something like a quote, you know. So today's philosophy is happiness is not an ideal of reason, but of imagination. So yeah, I definitely think like happiness is a state of mind. It doesn't have to be reliant on your job and all of those things. Yes, your job can bring you happiness, but I feel like I've learned that I can find value in other in other aspects of my life, like value and self-worth in other aspects of my life, through friends, through family, my hobbies, my interests and all of that, but never in this one thing that puts the bread on the table, you know, because it's dangerous, you know, it has a lot of elements tied into it and you can't just like solely rely on it just that you know so yeah i'd really appreciate your engagement on today's episode you can listen on apple on spotify you can listen on google Podcasts. it's available there as well it's available on rss as well and you can follow me on twitter um on at o underscore maquela or you can follow me on Instagram at Maguela Lerato. I'm always available for your comments, engagements, or anything of that sort. Until then, bye. <laughs>